It was an icy February night, and the fog lay heavy over Lake Watcom. A man, older than he liked, heavy-set with an ill-fitting suit, fidgeted with his watch and anxiously scanned the water, unaware that he was being watched. I want to jump him now. Hold on, if we spook him and he's got a gun... I can see a couple of packages, no gun. That's Anthony Lewis, lawyer and poker buddy to our recently arrested mayor. He runs with a rough crowd. He's probably got a piece on him. Yeah, but he's a lawyer. They like paperwork and fancy briefcases. A firearm? I don't see it. You're getting cocky. Well, June, we did get the mayor, the police chief, and the editor of the Bellingham Herald all locked up for criminal conspiracy last year. What's this wee business, Mr. David Phillips? You were knocked out upstairs. I was the one staring death in the eye. I don't need any reminders of what happened. The important thing is we came out alive, right? That's that's round one for us. Anyways, I think the real... Look, he's moving. A single light appeared over the lake, wraith-like in the fog. It swung in a slow, steady arc. Once, twice, before winking out. Anthony Lewis pulled out a flashlight and flashed the beam out over the water. The light returned and began to move closer to the shore. Aha! I knew following Lewis would pay off. Co-conspirators. It looks like two men in a skiff. He's handing them the packages. June, they're smugglers. They're trying to sneak evidence out of Bellingham. We can't let them leave. We need to know what's so important. Grab your gun, David. Nobody move. We know who you are. Everyone stay calm and... Jeez, fine, if that's how you want to play it. He's getting those packages. June, stay low! Listen, Goyle, I don't know who you think you are. Easy there with the knife, lady. Enough of this, Jazz. Let's get out of here. Come back here, you lousy crumbs. David. Did we get the items? Where's the lawyer? Uh, Lewis. He's dead. What? He He's dead, and you killed him. Tonight, we roll back the clock and enter the world of 1935 Bellingham. Like our world, it is filled with the same street corners, buildings, and boats. But take a turn down one of the dark alleys off Holly Street, and you could find yourself tangling with much darker things than shadows. Presenting Bellingham Terror. Hey, David, what's going on? You look like hell. Slip on the ice this morning? I'm fine. Long night. What's with the big meeting? Ever since the mayor, police chief, and our boss were hauled away in handcuffs, the city's been in utter chaos. Now they set up Federal Marshal from Seattle to assume control of the city until we can get things sorted out. He wanted all the Herald staff here, so here we are. Of course, you would know that if you actually came into work once in a while. Look, Alex, I'm sorry. I'll save it. He's talking. Listen up! My name is Federal Marshal William L. Carson, and I'm here under direct authority of the Governor of Washington State. As of today, this city is placed under martial law, as stated in Article 1, Section 9 of the U.S. Constitution. My goal is to restore order to the city as quickly as possible, and interference with those efforts will be swiftly eliminated. What do you mean by that, sir? We're the press. We have to tell the people what's going on. What's your name, son? Alex Bergstrom, 
lead crime reporter. Well, it's your fault we're in this mess. <laughs> Excuse me? If you folks had actually done your jobs and reported on these certifiable nuts that were running your town, I wouldn't be up here trying to clean up your mess. So why don't you sit down, shut up, and do exactly what I say? We're working with city staff and remaining elected officials to appoint a transition team. They'll be working with industry leaders. Are you kidding me? Now hold on. This is bananas. A violation of our basic constitutional rights. How dare he tell us what to print? I can see where he's coming from. The only security is in a free press. The force of public opinion cannot be resisted when permitted freely to be expressed. Thomas Jefferson. There is no compromise on this, no middle ground. Either we have a free press or we don't. So, what are we going to do? I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to do my job. I'm going to dig in and get the real story about this transition team and the skeletons buried in the closet. I'm not going to print this pre-written garbage. I'm going to tell it how it needs to be told. Okay. You, uh, hear the news last night? What news? Apparently, the old mayor, Bascom, his lawyer was shot down at Lake Watcom in the middle of the night. Oh, really? You wouldn't happen to know anything about that, would you? Uh, I hadn't heard. Look... I know we haven't talked since the night of the arrests, but I want you to know how grateful I am to you and June for saving my life. You're welcome. It, it was... But that doesn't make us square. You lied to me. You lied to me for months about what you were doing, and that doesn't magically go away. So I get a report on my desk this morning that the mayor's personal lawyer has been shot under mysterious circumstances. So I'm asking you, where were you last night? Just up late with a good book. Okay. Okay. Well, until the publisher figures out what he wants to do, I'm compiling the stories for the evening edition. James is handling the morning edition. Try to turn something in before the end of the week, okay? I will. I've got a few things. Uh... Great. And David? Yes? Your coat looks like you've got some blood on it. You might want to get that cleaned. Hello? Hey, David, it's me. June, what's going on? I'm headed down to the train station to look for any news about my father. You remember Dascombe saying that he saw my father a few weeks ago? June... If, if he's back in town, he probably caught a train. Dascombe was just pulling your train. I'm not getting my hopes up. That man walked out of my life when I was ten. I don't expect to see him, but I can't just leave this unanswered. I need to find out. Okay, do what you need to do. I wasn't asking for your permission. I opened the packages that Anthony Lewis was carrying, and one was a briefcase full of financial papers, but the other was a radio. A radio? Just a normal radio? Yeah, a farm radio. I left it at your apartment. It could use a little tinkering. How are you doing after last night? I'm fine, June. David, I know that tone. Look, I got some work to do. I'll talk to you soon. Excuse me, could I... Hold on just a moment. You there! Yeah. Not you. You! Get away from the tracks! The 445 is due any minute. What, am I invisible? It's 510 already. With no conductors, what do you expect? You! Sit! Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. I was just wondering... Oh boy, it's been a day. Actually, it's been a couple of weeks. What can I do for you? My name is June Harper, and I'm looking for a man. A Warren Harper? What does he look like? Um, tall... I think. Uh, hair about my color. Um, he should have been through here in the last couple of weeks. 
Look, I see about 30 guys a day that fit that description. If you aren't going to buy a ticket, I've got to keep working here. Ever since the feds came in and arrested all the bosses, it's been all topsy-turvy here. Thank goodness Mr. Donovan came back in to look after things. But even then, with only half my crew... Well, I'll get out of your way then. But am I complaining? Not me. Not Gladys Peelson. Just keep my head down and keep selling tickets. No dawdling or falling down on the job just because the boss isn't here. No panicking because snow's on the tracks or the railings are icy. Not me. No way. Well, um, uh, good for you. Of course, with all these extra hours, a little more pay would be great. Just just a few extra sawbucks in the pocket, you know? I, uh, I think this man needs to buy a ticket. Of course, the real problem these days, no patience. Where are you all going that can't wait a few minutes? Psst. Hey, you. You're the Harper's girl, aren't you? Oh, great. Now the train pulls up to the station. Excuse me? Y- yes? Yeah. You got his hair. Thought you looked familiar. You must be the gal who's been causing all that trouble. Yes. My name is June. Who are you? Look, I ain't nobody. But I've been around, seen some things, seen some people. Okay, you say you've seen my father? Yeah, I've seen him around. With everything out of sorts here, I figured he'd be sticking his nose back round. Never could resist an opportunity to make a five-spot or two. What do you mean by that? Never could pin him down. Always slipping away when things got messy. Look, girl, I'm sorry. Sometimes you get a good hand and sometimes you get a pair of threes and you just gotta toss your cards. Your papa, I'm sorry, but if I got him as my papa, I'd just throw him back. Nothing good can come of that man. What does that mean? Mm, That's my train in the quarter and high. Well, we don't see eye to eye, so I've gotta hop. Stay safe, girly. What? Wait! Wait! David, David, it's me. Open up. It's snowing for Pete's sake. Hey, June. What are you... Are you... Are you doing okay? I'm fine. You got the radio going? Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a little touchy, but I think I got it. The radio must be a European design. I didn't recognize many of the parts, but once I got the battery working, I... Did you catch that? Yeah, it was almost clear. No, the date, it was... Are you expecting... No. Come on, David, it's me. It's Officer O'Malley. We just want to talk. Look, your car's outside. All right, all right, I'm coming. David. Hey, buddy. How you doing? I'm fine. I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, being kidnapped by your boss tends to make me less interested in poker night with the boys. Who's your friend? This is Sergeant Harrison. The federal marshal brought him up from Seattle, since we were shorthanded. I wonder how that happened. Look, David. We need to ask you some questions. It's just routine, David. Shouldn't be a problem. Can we come in? Yes. Ms. Harper, good to see you. Officer, who's your friend? This is... Are you two married? That's really none of your business. Ah, I see. Look, what's this all about? Can you tell us where you were last night? Hmm? Uh, here. That's right. Oh, you were with him? About how late were you two here? June came over after her work at the archives. I'm helping out there till there's an opening for a teacher. Yes, and we had dinner, uh, listened to the radio, and then she left. I went to sleep. What's going on? About what time did you leave? Around 10 p.m. That's a little late for an unmarried woman. Look, 
hell is this all about? A man's been shot. He was a friend of Mayor Dascombe. Oh, you think I did it? Is that the only car you own? Yes, in case you haven't noticed, I'm not exactly living the high life here in my tiny apartment and my broken radio. Do you own a gun? Yes. Can I see it? Get a warrant. David, we can do this the easy way, or we can- Get a warrant! I've had it up to here with you two flatfoots! David. Okay, if that's how you want to play it, see you around, Mr. Phillips. Ms. Harper. Of all the arrogant, condescending pieces of- June, June. Whose business are theirs where I spend my time? We're not living in high society on the East Coast. That's Father Coughlin. A little late for an unmarried woman. As if being married had anything to do with it. Apparently, after a certain hour, I can't be trusted with my own affairs. Well, affairs. Why is he talking about Russia? David, are you even listening? Did you hear what they said? June, it's his sermon. Yeah, Father Coughlin. Don't tell me you actually listen to that stuff. No, of course not. But why is it playing on Wednesday? I don't know, maybe there's something... They're talking about Russia and a war? There are really more pressing things to focus on here. Damn, I lost it. David, I'm worried about you. If I could just get the signal back... This isn't healthy. Would you stop paying attention to that damn radio for a moment and listen? You shot a man. You shot a man and he's dead. June... And I understand that you need some time to sort this out, but you don't have that time. You can't wait a few weeks. The cops are at your door now. We've got to figure out our story and stick to it. Time! Time! That's it! What? Listen to this. You know what this is? It sounds like the Olympics. Yes. In Berlin. But that's not supposed to happen. For another four months. June, that's what's so important about this radio. It can listen to the future. Everyone settle down, and we will start the press conference in just a few minutes. June Harper. Something big going down at City Hall. Figures you would show up. Alex, handling this story for the Herald personally? It behooves the interim editor to take a hands-on approach to this sort of big event. Also, no one else was at the office since your fella stopped taking my calls. He's just having a rough time. And why is that? You want to tell me something? Or are you going to dance like a puppet at the... All right, you knew why we're here. Getting the city back on track. And that begins with introducing the new mayor, William Brown. You may recognize him. His father helped secure the rights to the Seahome Mine, and he has offered to step up in these troubling times. But before I get into that, let me be clear. There will be law in Bellingham. In light of our police shortage, I brought up some officers from Seattle. They'll be serving on vice, crime, and... What the... Alex, are you alright? That was a bomb. Someone put a bomb in City Hall. Hello? David, it's Alex. You know your boss at the Herald? Where the heck are you? Just working on a project. I swear to God, David, I don't have time for any of your weirdness. Someone blew up City Hall, and that federal marshal is trying to kill the story. Is everyone okay? Yeah, lots of people banged out, but it looks like it was more of a fear tactic than an assassination. David, the paper's got some big decisions to make, and I need you in on this. What do you mean? That federal marshal, Carson, he wants us to say it was a gas leak. It's hooey, and people will know that as soon as they pick up the paper. 
Wait, so is your problem that he's lying to you or that it was a bad lie? David, focus. We are in the middle of a crisis and the Herald has got to do something. Okay, I'm listening. All right, here's the deal. Do we print the story or not? I've got three cops on record saying it was a deliberate bombing and it is being investigated, but Carson told me to kill the story and he's got some flat foot hanging out in our printing room. We could try and push this through, tell the real story, but after six long years of this economic crash, and now, with the town in chaos, this could be the match that starts the fire. If people think our leaders are getting assassinated, they'll just flee town and never come back. It will be the crash all over again. Okay, so what are our options? Kill the story or try to print it undercover? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. If I jump and the Herald prints it, they could shut us down for breaking martial law. Surely the courts would bail us out. Sure, after three years of appeals and us in the breadline. Okay, so we kill the story. We do that, and we throw away everything that makes newspapers important. We might as well just toss out everything but the sports page. If we can't tell people the truth when they need it, what business do we have being reporters? David, are you listening to the radio? I I'm sorry, I, I need to listen to this. I, I can't explain. Do what you think is best. You've got good instincts. Use them. Yeah, well, isn't that just great? Thanks for nothing, buddy. Troop movements through the Eastern Front. What does that mean? Hello? Yeah? Hello? Yeah, what do you want? You're letting the snow in. I'm here to check up on a car. Uh, my car. Right. What's your name? Anthony Lewis. <laughs> Try again, doll. You don't look like Tony. I'm his legal clerk at the office. Uh, Sarah. Uh, Pushman. Uh, I need to settle his affairs, and that includes dealing with his car. <laughs> Slightly more likely. Look, if you don't want to get paid... All right. No need to get your collar up. Let me grab the paperwork. Thank you. So, you work at Tony's office? Yes. Hmm, I miss the guy. wonder how his wife's doing. About what you'd expect. It's been a difficult time. Here's the invoice. We cleaned it up, new paint, the usual. Okay. Of course, we didn't find anything hidden in the trunk or hidden in the panel by the door. But you knew that already, didn't you? What? You think I don't recognize you when you came in the door? You and that fellow yours getting into a shooting match with my boys? Um, you know, I was just thinking. I left my checkbook back at the office. How about you tell me where the radio is? I'd hate for my boys here to have to rough you up. They ain't partial slapping around a lady, but they will if I ask. Hey, sweet cheeks, where are you going? I wouldn't run if I were you. You wouldn't make it to Holly Street. You think I'm intimidated by the likes of you? Uh, I'm a child of alabaster, and by the magic of the lost and forgotten- Nice try, sweetie, but you're gonna have to do better than that. Lewis told us that you and your buddy don't know the first thing about magic. Now how about you tell us where the radio is before we lean on you? Fine. Fine. I see that this is a bit of a predicament. Okay. And just to be clear, you are indeed threatening me with what I assume is a very important piece of property. Yes. Why are you talking all funny? Did Lewis tell you how I got everyone arrested? This is a setup! You're setting this up! Ah, oh, man. 
I knew I should have just split town. Now wait just a minute. That's right. And if anyone comes after me or my fella, I'll have every copper in town swarming this place like it was a speakeasy. This is bull. So yeah, uh, I'm leaving. David, are you home? Yeah, in here. David, what? what is up on the wall? A timeline. Things are beginning to take shape. If I could just get... Damn, another entertainment show. I can't place when... David, someone set off a bomb at City Hall today. I know, Alex called me. Did he tell you I was there? What were you doing there? Picking debris out of my hair. I'm fine, by the way. I was in the back. There. There it is again. It's a harnessing of the basic power of the universe. The force from which the sun draws its power has been loosed against those who brought war to the Far East. That's from a presidential broadcast, I'm sure of it, but I don't recognize the voice. Doesn't sound like Wallace. A a Republican, maybe? David, David. Yes? We need to talk about what happened. June, I can't be bothered by that right now. Don't you understand? War is coming. See? Okay, all the broadcasts I get for the next ten years are filled with war and death and conflict. They talk about troop movements and, and final solutions. Here. It sounds like Europe boils over and the whole Pacific goes bananas. Okay, that's scary. Worse yet, here, see? The farther in the future the signals go, the scarier they get. I I keep hearing references to some sort of global cold and communism and bombs that can destroy entire cities in a blink of an eye. So what happens? I don't know. I really don't know. I'm, I'm trying to piece it together, but none of it makes sense. How do we go from here to that? Maybe it's cursed. It's cursed to tell people only bad news. Why would anyone do that? No, that, that this makes too much sense to be a lie. I can see the patterns. I just need... I need the signal to hold out. Yes. Yes, I need a place to get better reception. The, the KVOS repeater up on U Street Hill. That's probably the best place in town to get a good signal. Now that doesn't make any sense. How do you know where you can get radio waves from the future? I just know. It, it makes sense. David? David! Oh, look, I'm gonna let you do this by yourself. Wait up! June and David urged their sputtering car up U Street Hill to the KVOS radio station. The building was dark, leaving only the streetlights to illuminate the snowy fields surrounding the transmitter. Over here, I think the signal's a little stronger next to the access panel. Good thing it's a farm radio. Imagine if we had to wire it for electricity in this snow. I'm getting another broadcast. Dresden, Dresden, where's Dresden? It's creepy up here on the hill with all the radio crews gone home. June, David? Alex, what are you doing here? Plugged into the tower with a microphone. You're tapping into their broadcast, aren't you? David, I swear to God, if you sell me out... No, no, that's brilliant. I'm guessing Carson forbid you from printing the news, didn't he? But nothing about reading the news on the air. (laughs) That's incredible. The story has to be told. People need the truth, especially in times like these. Oh, the courts are going to have a field day with you. But by then it'll be too late. So if you aren't here because of me... So we meet again. If it ain't the shooter himself. Everyone keep their hands where I can see them. No sudden moves if you want to keep your skin in one piece. Ah, hell. Friends of yours? 
You guys are so easy to follow. Thanks, June. Shoot. What's with the microphone? That's not how the radio works. This radio? No, they want my radio. That thing? What's so special about that? All right, you two. I understand you want this, but this is much bigger than any of us. What, is it made of gold? Alex, this really isn't the time. What are you guys going to do with it? Bet on boxing scores? Yeah, something like that. Enough gabbing. Hand it over. Ah, well, if this isn't for me, do you boys mind if I finish what I was doing? That depends. You calling the coppers? No, I'm illegally broadcasting the news. The police want to shut me down. Fine by me. (laughs) If it bothers them, go for it. Thank you. Seriously? My name is Alex Birdstrom, interim editor of the Bellingham Herald, and I'm reading you today's top stories. Okay, enough fooling around. Hand it over. Nice and slow. You don't know what you're doing. War is coming, something big, and if we can figure out how to stop it... A bomb was placed at City Hall earlier today. Wait a minute. That was our work. You bombed City Hall? Give it to me! In a deliberate attempt to spread fear and chaos in the city, Federal Marshal Carson refused to comment on the story, but multiple sources within the Bellingham Police Department have confirmed... You, with the microphone, drop it or I'll plug you. Hey, come back here! No, you, you can't have it. I, I need to know what happens next. For God's sake, he's got a gun. Give him the radio. No suspects at this time, but Carson has deliberately attempted to keep this story away from the public. We at the Bellingham Herald believe in a free and open press, and will resist all attempts to... Everyone, freeze! This is the police! Really? It's the police! I knew it! You tipped them off! This concludes the broadcast of the Bellingham Herald News staff. I ain't going back to the slammer. No funny business. We got you all covered. You can't stop the free press. We've got rights. Oh, shut your trap, Alex. This isn't about you. Although your broadcast let us know where the radio is. The radio? You know about it? Of course we know about it. It's the last big ticket item left unsecured after the Dascom arrest. You don't think the U.S. government would allow an item like that on the black market, do you? That's why you're here, isn't it? It was never about picking a new mayor or making sure the railways are kept clear. It was about tracking down the leftover magic from the society. The teacher always is the sharpest student. Well done, Miss Harbert. So, uh, are we free to go? Nice try. You've got a bombing of City Hall and the murder of Anthony Lewis to answer for. Hey, we just did the bomb. We didn't shoot Tony. He was a good man. Shut up! What does it matter? Don't you get it? None of you understand. There's going to be war. Horrible things in the next couple of years. Mass graves, genocide, untold destruction. We thought the Great War was the end of it, but the world is ending in just a few years. Who cares if they stole a radio, or Alex reads the news, or if I shot a man. Oh, David, it was dark in the shuffle. I, I shot him. I shot him dead. And I can't go back and change that. Take me away, Carson. I killed a man. And if the world is ending in a few years, I don't want to see it fall to pieces. I'd rather have my story end here, on this snowy night. David, you don't have to... Look, no one's admitting to anything. Yeah! Shut up. I'm admitting to something. Shut up! Officer, seize that radio. Wait, what's that? Richard Nixon, who had talked with the astronauts by telephone while they were on the moon, was waiting aboard the recovery carrier to welcome the returning voyagers. The president later expressed the nation's response to this historic mission. Some way, when those two Americans stepped on the moon, the people of this world were brought closer together. 
that it is that spirit, the spirit of Apollo, that America can now help to bring to our relations with other nations. Walked on the moon. <laughs> Who would have thought? We go to space? Was was that the president? Not yet, but someday. Getting to the moon and back, that requires a lot of work. Even in the darkest times, full of war and death, people can still come together and do incredible things. They can even go to the stars. Seize that radio. No! What did you do that for? We need that! I needed that! Son, you've committed a federal crime. Oh, blow it out your ear, Marshal. We both know the radio is too dangerous to be in anyone's hands, even Uncle Sam. There's no shortcuts. The only way to the future is the slow path. No more peeking ahead. Step forward, collect your belongings. Hey, you. Thanks for helping out with bail. One week in jail is more than enough for me. Well, now you literally owe me. Yeah, I'll, I'll figure out a way to pay you back. I saw that Alex had no problem making bail. His trial date is until June, but the Washington Bar Association says it may go all the way to the Supreme Court. Can you believe that? Of course, it hasn't stopped him from getting confirmed as the new editor of the Herald. That's fantastic. Any word on my court date? I'm still trying to find you a lawyer, but it looks like Carson may drop the charges. What? They got a search warrant while you were in the slammer. The bullet that hit Lewis doesn't match your gun, but it does match one of the two goons. I didn't... <laughs> I didn't... You didn't kill anyone, David. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that's fantastic. That, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> huh. Still snowing. I think it's beginning to warm up. Okay. So... What happens next? We're just gonna have to find out. Let's go. You have been listening to Bellingham Terror, a strange broadcast. Bellingham Terror is written and produced by Riley and Brenna Sweeney and edited by Elise Gowan. Devlin Sweeney is our sound technician. A strange broadcast stars Richard May as the narrator, Brenna Sweeney as June Harper, Riley Sweeney as David Phillips, Miles Russell as Federal Marshal Carson, Scott Hisdall as Alex Birdstrom, Bradford Stewart as Sergeant Harrison, Ian Kuzma as Jim the Mechanic and Anthony Lewis, Esme Dutcher as Gladys Olson, Doug Robanser as Sergeant O'Malley, Adam Gaines as the Mysterious Drifter. Additional voices provided by Devlin Sweeney and Doug Robanser. Thank you for listening to Bellingham Terror. Tales of Suspense and Mystery on 102.3 KMRE LP. Financial support for this program is provided by Magus Insurance. <laughs>